What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to episode four of the D-Lo Podcast Show. It's your favorite first-round draft pick, D'Angelo Stevenson. And this episode has been very emotional, very challenging, yet rewarding, honoring the late Kobe Bryant. And honestly, I'm still in shock. I'm still in shock. It's so sudden, out of the blue. And it hurt. Extremely, it hurt. But... You know, it's just great to talk about all the memories that he's given me, given us, you know, as a whole basketball community. It's just so great. Miss Jenkins is back. I miss Miss Jenkins. Miss Jenkins is back. She's pushing her luck, though. She's telling me I need to start paying her to come on the show. Lady, you came on your own the last time. Don't push it. I love you, Miss Jenkins. I respect my elders, but don't you be pushing it. Okay? Gonna interview Miss Jenkins on her favorite Kobe moments and when she first met Kobe Bryant. So that'll be very interesting. Cletus can't talk. He found his oxygen tank, but he still can't talk. Poor Cletus. And I'm gonna be doing a little spoken word. I'm pretty nervous because a lot of people who know me as a poet, they have never seen me live or they've never seen me do spoken words so that's gonna be kind of dope i can't wait for that but i'm gonna jump into your tip of the day to wherever you go to buy clothing i don't care what you do i don't care where you shop that is your life that is your business i have nothing to do with that but whatever you go to buy clothing and you see a shirt or some pants and now more than 15 of those shirts or pants on that rack don't buy it that is a sign for you telling you to not wear it okay if you see a shirt with so many colors on it and you think it's fly no it's one of them shirts that you can buy one and get 40 more free because the store is trying to get rid of them if i see you wearing something unorthodox i'm gonna just look at you i'm gonna look at the person next to me and i'm gonna just say do you see that boy with all them colors in that shirt he need his butt well, don't wear that around me because I will be petty towards you. Uh-huh. Because I grew up in a household, if you wear unorthodox clothing, you are embarrassing your mother. When you buy something so weird and strange, just think of your mama and just think of the weird look she will give you and possibly the belt she will put on your behind. That's what my mama did. Shoot. I got hit with a brush one morning going to school. Mm-hmm. Had a big old clock on the top of my head. I was the first black unicorn in existence. I sure was. All because I wore shirts that she didn't like. Don't be judging my mama. I love her. <laughs> but we're going to get things swinging when we come back. All right, let's go. You know, it's so difficult to process just even after so much time has passed. All I can do is just think about the good times and the memories that Kobe has given me as an NBA fan, as a basketball player. He's just one of those guys that you would think would live forever. You know, he was a superhero. I remember my first NBA jersey was a Kobe Bryant jersey. It was number eight. It was the all-white jersey. This is when they first presented these out in 2003. This is right after the three-peat. And to this day, I still... I'm uncomfortable with the Lakers win the gold jerseys, his home jerseys, because throughout the league, 
Every other team has white home jerseys, and the Lakers were the odd ones out. They had the all-gold jerseys, and it really didn't stick with me. So when they came out with the all-white jerseys, I was so pumped. I was hyped. This is at the time I got NBA Live 2004, and I used to play with the Lakers, and I used to play with the all-white jerseys just so they could be standard. But that all-white jersey was like, it was so fly. I thought I was like the flyest 12-year-old in school when I got the jersey. I used to wear that almost every week. It was like my prized possession, one, because I started to understand the game of basketball, and two, that was like my first real NBA jersey. I mean, you know, it's 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 sad because I grew up watching Kobe. I grew up watching Kobe from when he was drafted, you know, winning the three-peat and, and just his years without Shaq. I remember he had Smush Parker on his team. A lot of guys don't know who Smush Parker is. He was num- number one as the point guard, and he was terrible. The Lakers was terrible post-Shaq years before 08. It's just devastating. I remember when... I think it was 2007, right before Paul Gasol got there. He demanded a trade, and he wanted to go to Chicago. A lot of people don't remember this, but he wanted to go to Chicago, and he wanted to continue the legacy of Michael Joe in Chicago and win a couple of rings that all be said and done. Like He was really sick of L.A. I don't know if you guys paid attention to Jerry Buss, but you know, behind closed doors, he wanted to go to the Clippers. And when I heard that, I was like, man, if Kobe would have went to the Clippers around that time, Everybody would have hated him in L.A. He would have been a traitor, blah, 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 blase, blase, this, that, and the third. But, you know, Kobe has overcame so much in his career, you know, winning with Shaq, beef with Shaq, from he's never going to win without Shaq to winning without Shaq and, you know, 60-point finale. And his life at the basketball is what really, you know, brought a lot of people into his world because he was so reserved and he was so closed door. He was so secretive. But as soon as he retired, he really touched so many lives and touched so many people. And he was just getting started. He was only 41 years old. He was involved in his daughter's lives, especially Gigi, who wanted to play basketball. And, you know, his his daughter was just born. And his oldest daughter is 17, about to... He ready to graduate high school and go to college and you know it was just a lot man it's just a whole lot to process and just to know that he's not here that his presence is not here it's it's a weird feeling it's an absolute weird feeling but um he will always be in my memory he will always be in my memory i remember back in 2002 fresh off the three-peat if a lot of guys don't really pay attention to street ball you know he went to ruck paul Fresh off the three-peat, balled out at Rucker Park with some Air Force Ones on red and white Air Forces. They were so dope. I remember Kobe used to rap. This was back in the 90s. Like, every athlete wanted to rap, especially basketball players during the offseason because they had so much time on their hand. I remember Allen Iverson made an album. Of course, Shaq made multiple albums. Had songs with Tupac and Michael Jackson, but Kobe was rapping on songs with Destiny's Child and Brian McKnight. And it was like, yo, Kobe with the fro with a little suit on. Used to look fresh, man. It was like, that jump was dope. I always wanted an afro because of Kobe, but I couldn't grow one because my mom didn't want me to have an afro. Man, you know, Kobe inspired 
a lot on and off the court, you know, especially if you was a young kid wanting to play basketball and, you know, growing up wanting to play basketball, I idolized guys like him and Allen Iverson, LeBron James, obviously Chris Paul, you know, just that early 2000s vibe when the game was just so simple when it was, you know, and you played the game. I wouldn't say the right way, but you played the game so efficiently. So, you know, just to see that he's not here, you know, just to know that he's not here is just unbelievably devastating. But I'm going to continue to look at his highlights on YouTube, Free Dawkins, HD highlights, Hooper highlights. You know, they're all on YouTube just to relive all the memories from what he gave, what he's given me over the past few years and the competitiveness, the mama mentality on how you can contribute that throughout life, you know. He left so much behind, and he will be proud of not just the basketball community, but the world, you know, using his mentality to be great at whatever you want to do in life, you know. And I think that's what he would want from a lot of people, to go out there and work hard, make some sacrifices to be great at what you want to do. And you will get there. You will get there. You know, rest in peace to Kobe. Rest in peace to Gigi who was a phenomenal basketball player in her own right. She looked just like her father, man. If you would have seen her in those games, man. Fadeaway jumpers, hezzies, step back threes. He was like, yeah, that's your father. Not your father, but your father. Yeah, you just like him, man. But um, coming up next, I'm going to interview Miss Jenkins. You know, she's um she's taking it pretty hard. She's watched Kobe grow up. Since he was a 17-year-old kid out of Lower Marion High School. And um, she's going to give her best memories, you know, during the Kobe era in Los Angeles. We'll be right back. As we all know, the death of Kobe Bryant has really shocked the entire world. But it doesn't compare to the gaping holes in the heart of Los Angeles. I have a super fan who you guys met a couple of weeks ago, Miss Jenkins, you know, who was devastatedly traumatized about the sudden death of Kobe Bryant. She's followed Kobe ever since he was 17 years old, coming out of Lower Marion High School. So, Miss Jenkins, instead of me asking you a couple of questions, I'm going to just let you take the floor because I, I know you have a lot to talk about, and I know you want to get a lot off your chest, you know, talking about an unbelievable young man phenomenal athlete and an incredible role model so i'm gonna let you take the wheel miss jenkins thank you d i really appreciate it um obviously this is a it's a sad time for sports for basketball for the nba and most definitely the city of los angeles we are all hurting kobe was so much more than just a basketball player he was a father he was an activist. He was just a bundle of love. He loved everything about L.A. His hometown in Philadelphia. He loved everything. I remember when he first got drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. I I just knew in my heart that somehow, someway, God was going to give us some type of sign. And, and bringing that young man to L.A. He came to L.A. And my God, my God. And I'm just so proud of how he just took off. I remember when he he wasn't getting a lot of playing time. 
starting off in the league and he worked his way up. He worked hard and he was driven and he he wanted it. He wanted it so much and that that big that big fella Shaq, that boy from the Magic, from the Magic Shaq, he came over there and it just LA just got his funk back again. It just got his funk. That that failed Jackson came over here and just turned it all around and and LA was exciting again. I mean, the Clippers wasn't doing doing nothing. They were sitting on their butt. No, nobody like the Clippers out here. What, what's a Clipper? All I know a Clipper is is the, the little thing they use to cut people's hair. That's what I know a Clipper for. But purple and gold was exciting again. Was was more exciting back in the 2000s when Magic was there with them with them high high shows. Oof, boy, let me stop. I'm getting hot. But for him to grow and for him to elevate and for for him to bring the identity back to L.A. and getting a three-peat, and it was magical. It was magical. I remember that incident back in 2003, and I knew Kobe didn't do it. I know he didn't do it, and Kobe, just a, a wonderful young man, a railways young man, and I remember I met up with Kobe. I met up with Kobe weeks before, and I said, Kobe, I know in my heart that ain't you. That ain't you. You work too hard. You, you, you done all you can. You, you done so much for this city right now. You young. You intelligent. You, you're talented to just throw your whole career away. And he, he just took it from there and, and just, and just went and rolled away. Even, you know, him and his drama with Shaquille O'Neal. And, you know, I just pray to the Lord that both of them will just squash the beef, making his meet and just rekindle. Cause, life too short to be. Be arguing. Arguing a little simple stuff. Just arguing. What you arguing for? You want to be arguing. Mm. This is years with, uh, like you said, that, that, that Smusher Kapark or that boy, that boy, sorry. I don't know why he was on the Lakers. He should have been on the Clippers. There's nobodies. But the struggle with the Lakers and how the TV used to say he would never win without Shaq. And we almost lost him, like you said. And. You know, and that 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 tall boy, that that white boy with the hair, what his name, Paul Gasol, what what Gasol, Gasol, whatever the boy name is, he came there and just and just just gave it a new identity, just a new identity, just just allowed Kobe to get his 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 fourth and fifth ring, and I never seen somebody so happy. After that 2010 NBA final, I never seen somebody that happy. Just to do what everybody said he couldn't do, it just it just warmed my heart. And just for him to retire and just to go on with his life and become a great father, a great man, you know that touched my heart. And you know he spoke to me, you know, a day after. After he retired, he spoke to me. He called me on my phone. I ain't got no cell phone, bro. You had to call my house phone. He said, Miss Jenkins, I appreciate that talk you gave me back in 2003. Because um, I wouldn't know I'd be today without that and without you in my life. You are a special fan, and I appreciate you. He sent me three jerseys, all signed. He sent me the white one, the gold one, and the purple one. 
And I, I couldn't be more appreciative of him. And I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of what he's done for himself, his family, and for the whole entire world, the city of Los Angeles. And I couldn't be more proud. And I know he's watching out on me, on UD, and everybody in the world just smiling down. Just don't forget when you hit that shot in that trash can, just remember to yell, Kobe. <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> All right, Ms. Maddie, so uh, Ms. Jenkins. Um, so I know a lot of people have learned a lot from this tragedy. So what is one thing that you've learned, you know, from the, the sudden death? Love now, love today, love tomorrow, and love forever. Because you never know when it's going to end. When the Lord, the Lord don't make mistakes, don't question the Lord. When it's your time, it's your time. And be appreciative of all the people in your life and the things that you do, the job that you do, your breathing. Just be appreciative. Whoever you need to call to make ends meet, to, to make amends and end some type of feud that you got, do it. Call whoever you need to call, telling you love them, spend some time with them. Me and Cletus. Me and Cletus, I, I hug Cletus every day, even though Cletus ain't no good, and I should have divorced him back in 62. I love some Cletus, and I hug him every day, and I say, Cletus, I thank the Lord for you and our seven kids and this wonderful life that we had together. I love me some Cletus. I love him so much, and we all make mistakes. Kobe made mistakes in his life and his marriage, and 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 he he made it through. If Kobe can make it through twenty years in the league, surrounded by the media, personal life, then you can make it through anything. Just with the help of the Lord, trust and faith, you'll be good. D, I really thank you for letting me come on here and just just expressing my joy for a wonderful young man and what he's done for my city for the basketball community and for the world. I'ma miss him so much. I'ma miss that smile and that and that beautiful little Gigi. I'ma miss her too. All right. All right, Miss Miss Jenkins. I feel you. Hey, let me tell y'all something, man. Hey, it don't get no sweeter than Miss Jenkins. It don't get no sweeter, man. Hey, you you can't find people like that, man. You don't find super fans like that, man. But hey, you know, just like you said, love today, love tomorrow, love forever. I love that. I'm, I'm, I'm still in that. That's gonna be my new quote. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a give a shout out to Miss Jenkins, but that's my new quote. But coming up next, man, I'm gonna do a little spoken word in honor of Kobe. Probably the two most iconic numbers in basketball history. We'll be back. Peace. All right, all right. So this is the most emotional part of this episode this is a spoken word tribute that i've done for kobe bryant this is called comparisons and it basically summarizes the journey of his long 20-year nba career so y'all bear up my rhythm because when you do spoken word you're supposed to have some type of music to get the flow going and get the rhythm so just kind of bear with my rhythm right now all right in 96 from age 17, from small towns to big dreams, hope dreams 13 of Lower Marion. From the Queen City to the City of Angels, instantly eight. 
began the student. The dedication, motivation, the daily grind. There is no time for weakness as you seek greatness. You sacrifice days, nights, and energy that inspired us as a community. Either way, for better days. Eight. Bless the city with three. Eight. Mistakes made, lessons learned, interior growth. Eight. The last memory was 81 in January. 24. Instantly began the teacher. New beginnings, new challenges, continuous growth. Frustrations to achieve independently. But in due time, you achieve not one, but two more. And as Maya would say, and still I rise. And now you rise with a total of five. 24. The continuation, domination as the world's greatest. A race with good company. 35 and 23 as they seek what we've seen in recent years past. 24. Your race is complete. As you pass this airness for number three all time, now it's time for your throne is complete. Now take a seat and ponder over the horizon. My, oh my, have you grown from a wandering soul from Philly to an iconic figure in the world. Eight and 24. It's Vanessa. It's Bianca. It's Capri. It's Gigi. It's the world. We miss you, Bean. One love from us all. Mamba mentality. Forever. So this concludes episode four of the D-Lo podcast show. And uh, like I said earlier, it has been a very tough episode to do. It took me a while to do. You know, because when you grow up with someone like Kobe, you would never think that you would be doing something like this. You would just think that he'll be out there in the world just making an impact, community, basketball world. But his daughter, you know, it's so sudden. But uh, Kobe would want for all of us to continue with our daily grind and just have that mama mentality that he had for so long, for 20 years in his career, and just transitions, just make good choices and just do what you got to do. Kobe was a great example for everyone in the world. And I feel like if Kobe can do anything and we felt like he can do anything. So if he can do anything in this world, anybody can do anything in this world. And I am blessed to say that I've had him in my life, even though I didn't know him personally. I viewed him from afar, but man, has he made an impact in my life. Granted, he dominated at times and I used to I used to hate when the Lakers would go back and back, but you know, overall, the man was something special and he touched a lot of lives in this world and he would truly be missed and Gigi will truly be missed as well. My condolence also to the other seven victims in the plane crash. You know, our hearts are with you guys. And um, your legacy will live forever. All you guys' legacy will live forever. And so until next time, just remember all criticism is good criticism because it helps you grow, not ponder. Jeremiah 2911 to you all. It's been your first, it's been your favorite first round draft pick, D'Angelo Stevenson. And until next time, I'm out. Peace.